Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Merry Christmas to you and your family. It's all about Jesus, who is incarnation of God becoming man and born on Christmas Day. But what about Santa Claus? Is there a gospel of Santa Claus? We interview Wayne Vanderwall, who will explain. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we are celebrating Christmas, and I wanna say Merry Christmas to you and your family and your loved ones. I hope all of your family worship and celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, who we remember every year on Christmas Day. God becoming man, the incarnation of uh, you know, God humbling himself to dwell among us as one of us, born in a major to the Virgin Mary and celebrated throughout the world. We are here to celebrate Christ and yet there is another story that is often substituted and that is Santa Claus. But did you know Saint Nicholas was a real saint and Nicholas worshiped Jesus Christ. He was a bishop in Eastern Europe. I wanna to welcome to the program Wayne Vanderwall, who will tell us about the gospel of Santa Claus. What is this? Uh, welcome Wayne to the program. Thank you, Dr. Chaps. I, I'm so grateful to be here and uh, your intro was wonderful as far as uh, describing what Christmas is all about. Uh, so my name is Wayne Vanderwall. I'm the author of The Gospel of Santa Claus, inspired by the true story of St. Nicholas. So I wrote this book uh, for, uh, for exactly what you described, to basically redeem Christmas and redeem uh, St. Nicholas. He's been uh, secularized, commercialized, uh, materialized uh, from the secular world as far as Santa Claus goes. And, uh, but he was a real person, a real historic person, and Santa Claus is real, and his name is Saint Nicholas. And so I was inspired uh, years ago to uh, dig deeper on who he was to help my kids and I go deeper at Christmas and understand the birth of Christ better. And I researched his story and discovered he had an incredible uh, uh, story. And I was just amazed how I, as a Christian, so many people around me didn't know his true life story and uh, I'm visual so God uh, put this movie in my head and I couldn't go out and make a movie but I could write a book and so I, I made it into a book and, and it's out now and, and I'm thankful it's blessing many people. I'm so excited. Now your website lists this as the Amazon number one best-selling book, The Gospel of Santa Claus, inspired by the true story of Santa Claus. Um, besides Amazon, are there other places to find your book? And, and is your website the same as your name? And, and how do you spell that? Yes, uh, it's on uh, Barnes and Noble. Uh, it was on Walmart. I'm not sure how up to date that was. Uh, Smashwords, Kobo, or some of the main uh, venues, retail, online retailers, you can, you can get it. And then also if you have a favorite retail store, local, you like to support local businesses, uh, you can go in and order it through them if, if they don't have any copies in stock. 
And uh, yes, uh, Wayne Vanderwall, there's the, the gospel of Santa Claus.com, which is a site just solely devoted to that. But then there's also the Wayne Vanderwall.com that has uh, uh, this book and uh, another book and some other uh, ventures that I'm involved with. Well, congratulations on your success. Let's get right into the story of St. Nicholas. Uh, he was a worshiper of Jesus Christ. And I think today, if he saw how commercialized his, his image or likeness had become, he might be rolling over in his grave. But what was it about for him, the man, St. Nicholas? It's incredible. He was born in 270 AD, so a couple centuries after Jesus, in a country called Lycia, which is today's Turkey. And so, and he was born on the, the coast of the Mediterranean in a city called Petara. And then he later became a bishop in, uh, of Myra, which is another port city. So he was born during these times and it was a Greek culture ruled by the Roman empire. So if you could imagine those times, you know, being a Christian with the Greek gods and Roman gods and you know, how diverse it was, uh, but then, uh, you know, with the persecution of the Romans at that time. So, and what's incredible to me is his parents uh, weren't, weren't only Christian, but they were wealthy. To me, that's a miracle unto itself in that culture. And uh, so he's born to these wealthy Christian parents, generous people, loving, teaching Nicholas about God, but tragically they died when he was young in a plague. And here we are, what are we in the middle of, you know, we don't use the word plague, pandemic, but in reality, this is, uh, you know, what it is and what his parents died of when he was young. So he, he inherited their vast fortune and felt called by God to give it away to the poor, the sick, and the suffering. And so, yeah, he took a vow of poverty uh, because he wanted to be fully devoted to God. I'm sure he would have been a wise steward with all that money, but he just, he just felt called to give it away. Uh, he went on, as you mentioned, to become a priest and a bishop in the, the Christian church at that time and was persecuted for his faith. At the time, uh, Emperor Diocletian came into rule and he was ruthless. He hated the Christians and persecuted them and ended up uh, imprisoning uh, Nicholas. So Nicholas spent five years in prison. So who knew the real Santa Claus spent time in the big house? Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, not many people knew that, yeah. And, Let's leave uh, it right there. I, I want to uh, have some story for after the break. Let's leave you yeah, in suspense. Okay. You've heard so far the, the life story. Uh, Nicholas was, was born to wealthy parents, born to Christians, but the Romans persecuted him and put him in jail. How does Santa Claus get out of jail right after this? This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow. Retailers and shopping channels have canceled myself and MyPillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. To thank you all this Christmas, we want to pass the savings directly onto you. At MyPillow, we have hundreds of products, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, mattresses, towels, and so much more. These are the best gifts ever for the best prices ever. This Christmas, I want to offer a message of faith and hope. By the time you're done reading my book, you will believe that with God, all things are possible. For a limited time, you can get my book and your choice of one of these seven amazing My Pillows. This bundle is regularly $59.95, now just $9.98 with your promo code. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen 
or call the 1-800 number below to receive this exclusive offer. Thank you and God bless. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my brand new product, my slippers. What makes my slippers different from those other slippers is my exclusive four-layer design. The first layer is my pillow's patented foam, which will help prevent fatigue and offer you incredible support. My second layer is a memory foam that will give you amazing comfort. And layer three is my patented impact gel that'll help reduce stress on your feet. And layer four is a durable outdoor indoor sole so you can wear my slippers anywhere, anytime. Go online or call right now to order your very own pair of the new My Slippers. Use the promo code on your screen and save an incredible 40% off your My Slippers order. You can enjoy My Slippers anytime, anywhere. What I love most about My Slippers is that I can wear them all day long and not have to change shoes. I personally guarantee the first time you put them on, they'll be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Today I want to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined by Wayne WayneVanderWall.com is his website, and he's written an important book, The Gospel of Santa Claus. Uh, Wayne, he gave away his money as an orphan, right? His parents died during a plague, and St. Nicholas gave away his wealth to the poor, and then was preaching the gospel and was put in jail for five years by Romans who were around 270 AD persecuting the gospel. This is before the conversion of Constantine and when, when Rome became Christian. This is when Christians were being fed to the lions. Was he really in danger? Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's, um, it's amazing he wasn't put to death because at that time you had to you know, bow to Diocletian. He proclaimed himself as as God at that point uh, called himself Jovianus. And uh, and so if you didn't bow to him, you know, there are many, many Christians, a lot of stories that are in the in the book that document about, uh, you know, different Christians, especially clergy that were, you know, uh, horrifically tortured. And so it's amazing he wasn't because he was so popular. And, uh, but they knew that if, because he was so popular, if they had killed him, you know, they were afraid of some sort of uprising. So it was better just to torture him and imprison him uh, during that time. So, but that's a, part of the beauty of his story is that he faced, you know, these trials, tribulations, persecution uh, with the joy of the Lord. You know, the, he was filled, filled with the Holy Spirit. So he had the love, joy, peace, uh, kindness, forgiveness, you know, everything he received from God as far as you know, the love for God, he was able to extend to, to his enemies, his persecutors. Um, yeah, just a beautiful story to think of Jesus up on the cross saying, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Amen. And, uh, you know, St. Nicholas did as, as best he could to do the same and bless those who persecuted him and cursed him. And so that's part of the beauty of his story is, you know, just, uh, and his reputation preceded him. I mean, because he was living on these port cities, 
where on the Mediterranean, where it was a trading capital of the world, where Africa, Middle East, uh, Europe, Far East, they all came to the Mediterranean to trade. So he got to influence sailors and people from all over the world that would take his stories and his kindness and his generosity and his love back to where they came from, to where he became world-renowned. Here, this humble little Christian man uh, on in a port city, you know, influenced the world. Now there's today there's thousands of Christian uh, St. Nicholas churches all around the world because of the influence of one man who just humbled himself uh, before the Lord and said, Lord, use me however you want. And, yeah. and he had that impact on the world. So here we are. Especially in the, the the Greek Orthodox tradition or even the Russian Orthodox tradition, that you, mm-hmm. anything that came out of Turkey or Constantinople, mm-hmm. you, can, you can imagine how St. Nicholas would be formational in their early Christian thought leading into, you know, after the 300s and, and eventually, uh, to to the Eastern Church as we know it globally. Uh, are there any traditions today that we look at since uh, you know the the Americanized poem in the 1800s that talked about jolly old Saint Nick and the stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that Saint Nicholas would soon be there and then there's reindeer and he lands on the roof and it, there's a lot of silliness in the the modern poem that has become the commercialized Santa. But are there any true parallels between what we think of as Santa Claus in America and the original St. Nicholas? Yeah, you bet. Real quick, I just wanna mention the poem you're talking about. Today, it was secularized to be titled Twas the Night Before Christmas. But Clement Moore's original title back in the 1830s when he wrote it was A Visit from St. Nicholas. And as you mentioned, you quoted some of it, you know, he, he calls him St. Nicholas throughout the poem. So, so that's his origin was St. Nicholas, and, but it's been secularized, you know, which is sad. But yeah, some traditions like back then, they used to hang their stockings. The reason we do the stockings is because back then they would hang the stockings and put their shoes and sandals by the fireplace to dry. And so St. Nicholas, he, he took, you know, the Bible talks about don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing, give in secret. And the Father will know, you know, what you do and, and bless you. And so St. Nicholas took that to heart. And so he would sneak in. He wouldn't, he gave so much away, uh, not only his, his resources and his money, but time and energy. But he would do things in secret just so the Father would know. And so and so whoever would be he blessed would hopefully give God the glory, you know, that they were blessed and they don't know who the true giver was. But but that's one one tradition was uh, the stockings hung by the chimney with care, that that was true. And that's where he would leave uh, gold coins. He's really known for the gold coins and leaving those in shoes and stockings by the fireplace. Wow. And, uh, you know, in my book, I have that he was a chimney sweep when he was a kid. And so he got real versatile as far as uh, climbing up and down chimneys to sneak in and out of homes, you know, hopefully when nice. there wasn't a fire going. At the now time. you fictionalized some of this, that your, your book, the Gospel of Santa Claus is an enjoyable novel. It's not like a history book with dry, you know, uh, uh, quotes from ancient texts. Uh, you've sort of made this into your own Christian story about Jesus. Yes, yes. Uh, so I took everything historically known about Saint Nicholas uh, in it, and that's the outline. But then I filled in the gaps with uh, some new characters, fictional characters. Uh, to you know, make it more of a story 
uh, and to really get to know Nicholas as a person, you know, that he, he was an incredible saint, but at the same time, he was human. He had struggles too. You know, he lost his parents, he's persecuted. And there's some other things in the book, you know, that, that really give, uh, you know, important teachings uh, for families to discuss. And what I did was I split the book into 30 chapters to be read the 30 nights before Christmas if a family chooses to do so. And at the end of every chapter, I have a, a devotion. So there's uh, a little paragraph about some content from the paragraph. It could be, you know, how to deal with the death of a loved one, persecution, tithing, generosity, uh, being in the presence of God, really, uh, you know, understanding, uh, you know, being with Jesus throughout the day, you know, being joyful, prayerful, and thankful in all circumstances. So I have these devotions at the end of every chapter with uh, some challenging questions, some scripture, and a, a little prayer to, at the end, because you know, a lot of people uh, you know, aren't sure how to pray, you know, especially newer Christians. So, so I added those devotions to help people go deeper with the many, many uh, teachings that, that we can draw from St. Nicholas's uh, real life, Santa Claus's real life, you know, how he lived back then. Yeah. And I like the way you're doing that because you're pointing people to Jesus and Jesus is the real reason for the season. And exactly. Saint Nicholas himself would agree. He was a preacher, not of himself, not of his great deeds, although we have uh, you know, all celebrated his greatness later. He pointed mm -hmm. people to Christ. And we're gonna talk mm -hmm. about that right after this short break. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, DC. Dr. Chaps will be right back. You know, I've been doing a lot of praying and for years I've been teaching about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, what really happened on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter two? Why did the disciples receive the power from God to do Christian ministry? And how can you experience the baptism in the Holy Spirit for your own power ministry? This is a five part teaching newly available. We just put this out. Part one is the baptism in the Holy Spirit, how to receive the power of God in your life. Then we go into part two, the gifts, the power gifts of the Holy Spirit. Part three is every instance we could find of speaking in tongues throughout church history. It's not an old gift, it's for you today. And also we have interviews with Charles Johnson and Lana Heitley. I wanna encourage you to get this product when you visit our, our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the online bookstore at the top of the page, PrayInJesusName.org, available for a suggested donation of $30. Or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. This is a topic that uh, in the last century was responsible for up to 800 million Christians around the world experiencing the gift of tongues and their own private prayer life. How can you have powerful intercession in your prayer life with God. This will energize you as a Christian and it's all Bible-based. This is real step-by-step -step instruction through the scriptures. We want you to have the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Before you even uh, begin to experience that, it might be important if you learn what the Bible says about that gift. Again, yours today for a do suggested donation of $30. Get this product today at PrayInJesusName.org. Operators standing by at 866-Obey-God. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. 
Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Wayne Van Der Waal. Spell it out and you'll get to his website, waynevanderwall.com. Wayne, hold up a copy of your book, The Gospel of Santa Claus, and encourage people, where can they buy this? Yeah, you can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Smashwords, Kobo, uh, to name a few, and then you can go in and, and order from your local bookstore. If they don't have any copies in stock, you can order through them if you like to support local businesses, especially small businesses, which I like to do. Now let's shift gears. We were talking about the real St. Nicholas, who was a saint and a bishop in Eastern Europe in around 270 AD during the Roman persecution, spent time in jail, got out, uh, and how did it end? And how did he point people back to the year zero? If, if, that's, if the calendar was, was accurate, I don't think it is, but, uh, but yeah. when Christ was born in the manger in Bethlehem, help us make that transition. Okay. So uh, one thing I wanna mention during that time, so it was around 300 AD when he was imprisoned and with, by Diocletian, but it was the same time you had mentioned Constantine earlier, and that was the same time Constantine was slowly rising. And so by the time uh, Nicholas got out of prison, uh, because Constantine was, had ill health, I mean, uh, Diocletian had ill health, uh, it was a decade later that Constantine rose uh, to power. And what's interesting, St. Nicholas was the same time as, as Constantine that uh, Constantine called the Council of Nicaea in 325 AD because he's like, okay, you Christians, I'm open to what you all have, but you all need to get on the same page on some things because it's confusing out there because you have different people believing different things. So he brought 300 bishops together from around the world to get on the same page about the Holy Spirit, Easter, and different different uh, topics. And St. Nicholas was one of those bishops. So he was there very influential wow. with Constantine uh, to you know, mold the Christian uh, theology that we have today, which is interesting. And, and the Nicene Creed that many churches still recite came out right. of that meeting of the Council of Nicaea and St. Nicholas was one of the conveners who influenced uh, uh, Constantine the emperor, who, who of course became a Christian and then spread the, the, the Roman church uh, throughout the world, which became the Catholic church today. Uh, the, the, the parts of the creed that I can recall, right? Uh, you mentioned the Holy Spirit, but born to a virgin. So they were talking about the nativity. And when, mm -hmm. Je when Mary and Joseph rode the donkey to Bethlehem and there was no room at the inn and here, God became man. That's another part of the Nicene Creed is the incarnation of God, that God himself descended from heaven and put on flesh and became human and was born among us in the person of Jesus Christ in Bethlehem. Amen, absolutely. Yeah, so it, it all comes full circle as far as St. Nicholas and, and the beliefs and teachings that they, uh, uh, emphasized back then that we uh, carry on today. And I think it's you know beautiful that of all the nights, you know, that St. Nicholas, uh, Santa Claus, you know, cho chooses to bless others with gifts is on the eve of the greatest gift this world has ever known. And that's Jesus coming, God coming, man incarnate, uh, being born in the flesh, the word becoming flesh. And uh, so, so there's so many lessons 
uh, you know, from St. Nicholas that point us to Jesus and the virgin birth, uh, you know, from the night he, he chooses to give gifts and uh, how he does it. And uh, yeah, it's just a powerful story. And, and of course, Jesus himself, uh, <laughs> Jesus himself lived perhaps 33 years, uh, it was in active ministry for the final three years, died on the cross, was buried in the grave and rose again from the dead on Easter. Uh, we celebrate the risen Christ. Tell us in your words, and we do have just under three minutes left, what is the gospel of Jesus Christ? And maybe you would offer to lead somebody in a word of prayer about that. You bet. Well, the gospel of Santa Claus, a lot of people that, that they don't understand that, but the gospel of Santa Claus is the gospel of St. Nicholas, and the gospel of St. Nicholas is the gospel of Jesus. And it, it's that it's preached that you know God came uh, to save mankind from sin, that, that we have a deadly disease called sin, and the only cure is the blood of Jesus. So Jesus came down, uh, became man, became flesh, to be the sacrificial lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He's our Passover. Uh, the death passes over us uh, per, um, because of Jesus's blood. So, so he lived to die. He lived to be our sacrificial lamb who died on the cross, and as you said, he, three days later, he rose again, uh, came back, exposed himself, uh, you know, presented himself to, you know, over 500 witnesses who saw him uh, after he rose again and empowered the church and sent the Holy Spirit uh, to empower us to live uh, godly lives. So uh, Amen. that is the gospel, that is the good news. Somebody in our audience, they've been celebrating Christmas all these years, but they've never received Jesus as Lord and Savior. Would you pray with them? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, I just pray for all uh, out there who have not saved, been saved, Lord, I pray that they will lead, follow me with this prayer. Heavenly Father, forgive me for my sins, forgive me for my uh, sinful, uh, past and sinful nature. Thank you for coming, dying, and uh, being risen again for my sins, uh, for my salvation. You are my Messiah, born on Christmas Day, and born, risen, died, and rose again. Again, forgive me my sins. Help me repent. I repent right now. Turn away from my sins, and I don't just turn away from them, but then I turn to you. Jesus, my Lord and Savior, I give my life to you right now in Jesus Christ's name, and just pray that Holy Spirit fill me with your power, your love, and sound mind. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. If you pray with that man, I want you to call us right now at 866-Obey-God. Toll free, operators are standing by during business hours or leave a message after hours. Call us at 866-Obey-God. We wanna pray with you. Please donate when you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll see you next time. Maybe you've enjoyed our program and you're wondering, how can we support Dr. Chaps with our tithes and offerings? We've made it so easy right now. You don't even need to go to the website. Just use your smartphone and text the word DONATE to 720-573-0305. You don't even have to get out of your chair. Just pick up your smartphone right now and text the word donate to 
573-0305 and you will help us bring you these programs. God bless you in Jesus' name. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. 